Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. And welcome to Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. Thanks again for joining us for another great week of uh, great programming. want to go ahead and say hello and uh, give special thanks to our new sponsors here on Blunt Business. That is the USCC Expo, the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, which their next event will be coming up August 3rd and 4th in Miami at the Hyatt Regency downtown. You can find more information about the show at usccexpo.com. And, of course, stay to Blunt Business because we will go ahead and feature many people that will be part of that conference in the coming months and of course we'll give you any details that you should know when it comes to registration early bird registrations any information when it comes towards the conference as we get to it we got a lot of time to get there but first as we always do on this program we bring on various thought leaders and power players in the cannabis industry from silicon valley to hollywood to madison avenue but how often do you get to meet an ivy leaguer who joined from here from the space so I'm joined with uh, one of two clinical psychologists from Harvard who have brought robust analytics and behavioral science to the cannabis industry. And joining me right now is the CEO of Best in Grow, Jake Levin. Jake, thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks so much for having me. Really excited to be on with you. Hey, my pleasure. And uh, I know the CEO, uh, Andrew, who works with you as well on this, uh, was going to join us, but I know late scratch, so we hope he feels well. Uh, so real quick, let me talk to you about your background. Now, for Andrew's side, the CEO of the company, his studies were on behavioral economics and clinical psychology. Yours, Jacob, was on public policy and psychology. Tell me what brought you both together to create this company, let alone one in cannabis, and what did you think you could contribute? Sure, yeah, absolutely. So Andrew and I, um, Andrew's the CEO of Best and Grow and myself, I'm the COO. Um, Andrew and I co-founded Best and Grow um, about a year and a half ago out of the Canopy Boulder program. Um, and we initially met um, at Harvard when we were sophomores um, in our undergrad. Um, and I, like you mentioned, I was studying public policy and psychology. He was studying um, clinical psychology and behavioral economics. Um, and after graduating, um, I went on to work in private equity for some time, and he was working at Bridgewater Associates, which is the world's largest hedge fund. Um, and we lasted about a year and one day there, um, you know, at those respective finance jobs um, on the East Coast. And, and we packed up his car and drove out to Colorado. Um, and at first, we were just kind of consulting in the space and learning as much as we could about the cannabis industry. Um, both of us had had some experience with the space, um, you know, from a, from a professional standpoint, but, but we're really interested in building something of, of our own. And uh, we initially met uh, Patrick over at Canopy Boulder, which is a business, early stage business accelerator and investment fund. Right. And I want to go ahead and talk about the Canopy Boulder just in a little sure. bit, but I want to just go ahead and jump in the fact of what made you think before you got to all the story that we're going to lead up to, what was it that made cannabis such a, a thought, a, an idea to go with and a sector to go ahead and be a part of when you sure, think yeah. about it after all said and done? Yeah, and we just thought the space was so fascinating. Um, 
you know, an emerging market, uh, something that we thought resembled and was a little bit akin to the, the tech boom, um, you know, 20 years ago or so. We just thought there was so much opportunity and we were really intrigued so much by um, the leapfrog technologies that we saw happening in agriculture and in some technologies um, and, and all the different ways that innovation in cannabis um, was helping to um, kind of drive some exciting uh, technology and all sorts of innovation in the space. And we thought that there was ample opportunity to, um, to, to use cannabis as kind of a launching pad um, to, to get at something a little bit broader and specifically uh, in the retail environment was an interest of ours. And now you do, uh, again, you were mentioning uh, briefly that there were definitely some skill sets you brought in from your studies and then where you worked prior to joining the cannabis industry. So as I know, you worked in private equity, which in the radio industry, I could go on for hours and hours where I just think it's it's been a detriment as more than as a as a benefit just saying bank capital but and thomas leachley partners yeah. you guys too <laughs> i'm sorry but uh then also you mentioned andrew worked with the bridgewater which is one of the largest the world's largest hedge funds uh they, now they both helped you um i want to know what your collective experiences helped in those fields made you plan what you were going to do in the cannabis industry and wherever your entrepreneurial venture whatever you guys were going to put together would make would land you at Sure. Yeah. So our, um, you know, our experience in, in those respective positions in finance, uh, both of us were studying and, and kind of researching so much consumer behavior. So on my end in private equity, doing a lot of um, customer diligence and kind of zeroing in on small, very niche markets and understanding customer behavior, why they were purchasing some products over others and how that was influencing, um, you know, why, why companies were succeeding or failing. And on Andrew's end, he was a little bit more on the macro perspective, analyzing, um, you know, market behavior as a result of um, contemporary news and events uh, and how those were influencing the markets nationwide and, and worldwide as well. Um, so there's definitely a lot of overlap with that in cannabis. And, mm -hmm. and we, when we first got into cannabis, um, we kind of leaned on that background and that really what is what piqued our interest in the, the in-store environment in retail cannabis where it really is such an important decision that customers are faced with um, every time they walk into the store, what they're going to purchase um, and, and how they're going to responsibly incorporate cannabis into their lives, um, especially as the shelves in dispensaries are increasingly um, homogenized and they're, they're all kind of carrying the same products. And there's just so much information and misinformation out there about these products. Um, we were, we were really fascinated with how customers were ultimately arriving at, at the decision they were at that point of sale. And anyway, my little point about the private equity is not that private equity is not doing the right thing. I just know that the radio industry for themselves are a bunch of suckers if they've gotten into that. But private equity, you know, it's on the level and they do a great job. So I don't want to go ahead and, you know, put any negative towards that. Just wanted to clarify that. Now, no talk to me in, within Harvard. You're talking about Ivy League. Obviously, you, you would think when you think Harvard, I always think, you know, of course, business, law, medical. But now talk to me about the perception among the intellectual elite and also political, of course, that might run in the same alumni circles that you keep up with. Now they see, OK, you're in the cannabis industry. What is their perception of cannabis from a cultural and a business perspective? Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, I think, you know, from a personal perspective and cultural perspective, cannabis, from my experience at Harvard, was um, a, a pretty positive uh, force for community and, um, you know, gathering people around common interests. Um, it was not uncommon to see 
at different events around campus, um, cannabis consumption being like increasingly normalized. So it's actually something that I have not really thought um, as as too stigmatized within my immediate kind of uh, professional and academic network. No, and also uh, the fact that medical marijuana is now in Massachusetts, so there's just there's a legitimization. So it's part of culture. It's normal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and especially just the, the business, um, you know, opportunity in the space is definitely of interest to so many of of my peers, and is really an exciting space to be in. Um, particularly with all of those kind of leapfrog technologies happening and, and so much innovation being driven as a result of, um, you know, the once prohibition and now the kind of um, hotbed of, of exciting progress going on in cannabis all over the country. So would you say that among those that are out there, um, would you say that there's a lot when it comes to that those people within those circles are much more open to the idea of entering business into the industry in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there there is so much receptivity um, among uh, the people that I know in, in my East Coast network, as well as the people that I've kind of met um, in, in Silicon Valley and on the West Coast who are involved in technologies who, who are have identified cannabis as a really exciting kind of playground and sandbox to explore all of the different opportunity. We're here with the COO of Best and Grow, Jacob Levin. We're going to be back with more questions here on CannabisRadio.com. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the Seed to Sale Show, February 12th and 13th in Boston. Register now at SeedToSaleShow.com or dial 888-409-4418. Use code CANNABISRADIO15, spelled as one word with capital letters, for 15% off of registration. NCIA Seed to Sale Show will host over 3,000 cannabis professionals and focus on innovations in technology and cultivation, infused products and extraction, and sales strategies. The show will recognize the best in the industry with the NCIA Industry Excellence Awards. Plan your experience now for the 2019 NCIA Seed to Sale Show in Boston, February 12th and 13th. Go now to SeedToSaleShow.com or call 1-888-409-4418. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp pink is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crap, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp pink. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. 
I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with Jacob Levin, the COO of Best in Grow here on Blunt Business, presented by USCCExpo.com. Now, Jacob, instead of working on, on focus grouping your work on inbound customers in store or online, uh, your focus is more on the bud tender. And I'm citing from uh, some information I saw from uh, Best in Grow, quote, the bud tender has a profound influence on which products sell as well as the in-store customer experience. What makes you say the bud tender has the best power of influence to push product? Sure, yeah, the, the bud tender is really this interesting um, person in the cannabis space right now. And it's a, it's a role that there is nothing quite like it in any other industry. Um, and it's because the nature of cannabis education um, among the market is kind of uh, really not where it should be and where it could be, but for better or worse, about 90% of the time consumers are purchasing whatever product the bud tender recommends to them. Um, so when you look at the cannabis industry, it's obviously growing so quickly. It's something like a 40% kager. Um, and when you think about that, that doesn't mean that year over year or month over month, um, the people who are already smoking cannabis are going to be smoking 40% more cannabis. It means that people who were previously not exposed to cannabis and, and all the different ways that it can be kind of incorporated in, into one's lives, um, those people are now being brought onto the industry. And those people who really know nothing about the products and, and what it will do to them are walking to dispensaries um, and, and they're kind of faced with a, an enormous uh, spread of products that all claim to be the best and claim to have different effects. I mean, it can be a really super overwhelming uh, position for them to be in standing at that counter in a, in a sometimes intimidating environment where they've just been ID'd three times in a row. Yeah. Um, so the, the bud tender has really become this trusted influencer in the space. And it's someone who nine times out of 10, uh, the people who walk into a dispensary wind up relying on their industry expertise and their familiarity with these products to steer them in the right direction. Um, and, and that really is just such a critical uh, touch point that every consumer has with, with the cannabis industry uh, because consuming cannabis can feel kind of high stakes for the first few times because they could have a really bad experience and, and never want to try it again. Or they could have a great experience and find that, um, you know, incorporating some form of CBD or THC uh, can be part of their daily regimen. Um, so it really is a, a critical touch point that every business has with, with consumers. Um, and the butt tender really does become the face of both the dispensary, um, as well as the brands who sit behind the, the behind the shelves and, and the industry as a whole. Yeah. It's interesting and fascinating how you can put that together. And I have to ask about how important it is that the butt tender probably has a good sense or maybe has sampled it most or if all the products that are in the dispensary to best be able to speak about each product. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely really important. Um, and I kind of equate the bud tender role to maybe someone who works at a GNC or a vitamin shop. And I've also heard that, uh, that makeup is also kind of an environment as well, where that retail employee has a tremendous amount of influence. Oh, but you're okay. right that having direct um, hands-on experience with the product is really the best way that a bud tender is going to be able to speak to the product and know who it's best for. Um, and you see that with brands um, spending, you know, we found roughly 80% of their marketing budget 
on trying to access that bud tender through free product samples and in-store pop-ups and other sort of education initiatives uh, just to kind of win over the hearts and minds of, of those in-store point of sale influencers. Um, so it definitely is something that's top of mind for the brands who make those products. Um, and it's not, it's not an inexpensive initiative for them to be sending out a free chocolate bar to every single bud tender who works in the dispensaries where their products are sold. Now, when you're setting up initially uh, the, the platform, uh, Best & Grow, in a new dispensary, talk to me about, uh, do you spend some serious time communicating with the bud tender of that dispensary? Is it a balance of feedback along with some consulting in your end? Yeah, sure. So, so Best & Grow, just to give you a, a quick overview, um, is a workforce management tool. So it's a communications platform designed for uh, retail dispensaries in the cannabis industry. So when you think about uh, workforce management tools, um, you probably think of something like Slack or Trello or Asana. Right. And those are really, really powerful tools, obviously, but predominantly they're designed for people who are at a desk, who are sitting behind a desk all day and, and working on um, you know, their desktop or laptop. Um, and, uh, and up until now, there really have not been in cannabis or any retail environment, um, communication tools and um, retail execution, uh, execution tools that are designed specifically for deskless employees. So for people who are on the shop floor all day, communicating with customers, with their colleagues in the store, um, who, who are not sitting behind a desk, but really just rely on their phone oftentimes to have all of the resources information that they need. So yeah. Grow. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, really. I mean, I, when I think of a real workforce management, I always think some of the things like a, like a Salesforce or a Podio, things like that, sure. that are really just, it's you know, a couple of things, like you said, you don't have that person sitting behind a desk, but you need to have that organization. You need to have that communication within. And uh, go ahead, please proceed. Yeah, so um, so Best & Grow is uh, a management tool for these dispensaries where it's able to exactly replicate the organizational hierarchy. So it's super powerful for one or two store locations, um, but where our customers are really able to see so much value is where they have 200 plus employees across multiple different locations. And the value of having your entire team on one communication platform just cannot be overstated. Um, bud tenders or, or any employee really who feels connected with their colleagues, with management, um, are just going to stick around longer. It's going to result in reduced turnover for a company as the teams feel like they are engaged and aligned with the mission and vision for the company. Right. Um, it's going to result in higher average ticket prices because those teams feel like they are more knowledgeable about these products. They have kind of tips of the finger access to all of the resources and differentiators about all these different products and just can better speak to them to any customer who walks through the door. And they're gonna make fewer compliance related errors. And in cannabis, of course, that's just such a critical consideration that's top of mind for every operator in the space um, and can really be make or break for a company and ensuring that your entire team is aware of the latest updates relevant to the business and to the industry um, is just so valuable. And thank you for really giving us a little good layout of what the, the platform is all about. So we really understand that workforce management, how it definitely works and intertwines in a dispensary. Now, the problem that you point, let me go and connect the dots here with this whole supply and demand going into the dispensary and taking yourselves out of the dispensary now. So the problem you point out in the space you're looking to solve is that brands are desperate to understand bud tenders' tastes, opinions, selling strategies, and likelihood of recommending their products. Now, in terms of analytics and behavior and the cannabis space, 
like I said, you focus on the bud tender as what you call a frontline influencer. So chat me up on the importance of focusing on the bud tender versus the focus on the consumer. You've definitely found the bud tender is where you want to go to get the feedback. What is it that you don't see the customer so much as uh, much of a, as, as equal a focus? Sure. Yeah. Uh, companies spend a lot of time and money on trying to access and understand their customers. They do that through all sorts of um, customer relationship management platforms and through email marketing and text marketing. Um, but that same sort of investment and appreciation for their own team um, has really not come to the cannabis space yet. And that's really what we're focusing on. Um, when you look at companies like um, Bonobos or Warby Parker um, or even Amazon, those are companies that have traditionally been online retailers, right? They, right? they exclusively sold their products online, but increasingly those same stores are opening up retail brick and mortar shops. Um, and, and the focus on that is the in-store experience. So with Amazon's acquisition of Whole Foods, you can see a pretty interesting move on their end to emphasize um, and establish themselves as serious players for the in-store experience. And, and that's really what Best and Grow is all about and, and what we are hoping to bring to the cannabis industry through our emphasis on the bud tender and on the customer experience every time they walk through or walk through the doors of a dispensary. Um, optimizing that and online, you're able to perfectly analyze and communicate every single pixel and you can A-B test everything. And up until now, that technology has not really existed in retail environments. Um, but with tools like Best and Grow, um, you can really optimize every single thing that the customer is able to see and, and what they hear and, and who they interact with when they're on your premises. I can really see the importance of, of, of what you're doing here with this and the fact that it's not even like you said where there's other companies might focus on the customer but more importantly for the bud tender it, they're, they're so integral and so foundational to making that dispensary run and obviously with something like this somebody's going to come in to bring in Best and Grow's platform because the dispensary is growing you're getting a lot more customers you need to make sure that first of all you find the best way to get the right product in the house to get it pushed out but then again i also can imagine that the bud tender has to do a real juggling act of being able to be very knowledgeable give that real customer service that needs to be necessary plus you know of course the owners are going to expect them to upsell and be able to go ahead and push them to push more product or make them buy another thing that might be an add-on to what they already were planning to purchase before they came in so sure. that I, I can see all that right there showing the real importance of why Best to Grow will be an absolute need for any dispensary out there. Now, let me move on to the fact that you also cite, quote, cannabis brands are spending heavily to understand their customers, you mentioned, consumers, you just said, but still have little understanding of the tiny population of bud tenders that determines the vast majority of their sales. Of their sales excuse me. What evidence do you have from... The, what you've done so far to give to the brands that support your strategy? Sure. Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, it, it really comes down to the nature of our platform and why it's built. So there are certainly other players in cannabis right now who are focusing on bud tender education. Um, and that's a, all well and good. Uh, and we, this is a place that we have kind of really leaned on our backgrounds in psychology in order to bring um, a really unique approach to the cannabis industry. So other companies in the space are creating things like online modules and e-learning platforms that are essentially a series of 10 slides followed by a quiz. Um, and as a result, they 
you know, are hoping that butt tenders who take those quizzes and, and see those slides are going to be well informed and educated about those products. Um, and that's something that I can kind of equate to um, a lecture or something in college and high school. Um, someone standing at the front of the room and talking, often just droning on and, and hoping that people in the audience are absorbing information. Whereas our approach with Best and Grow is a much more collaborative and two-way flow of information. Uh, there's a wealth of data that supports that people learn best um, when they are engaged on the subject matter and are able to contribute back, um, you know, their unique thoughts and synthesize information and engage with both uh, the brand who's presenting the information as well as their colleagues. So our approach to educating these bud tenders is super unique in the space and is based on, um, you know, years of, of educational theory and best practices. Um, and, and that's why we've built Best and Grow to be a really collaborative environment where two-way information is encouraged um, and that sort of engagement is what drives the value. Um, so the evidence that I can support, um, you know, the, that I go to brands and indicate to them why they should be representing their products on Best and Grow um, is that once a bud tender samples a product, um, they're about 200 plus percent more likely to recommend and sell that product that week. Um, so not only do we kind of foster the ability to sample out those products, but we guarantee that it winds its, that it winds up into the hands of those influential bud tenders. And we also solicit feedback on those products. So not only through Best and Grow are bud tenders getting the samples and trying them, but we're able to circle back with them after the fact and, and ask them what they liked, what they didn't like, um, who they're willing to, or who they're more likely to sell it to, who they think it's not a good fit for. Um, and beyond that, these bud tenders are also engaged on um, the product development aspect of, of what these brands are working on. So we have brands in the platform who are coming to our network of, of in-store influencers and coming to them with three different flavors that they're considering for a new product. Um, and, and they're able to kind of send out that information and then follow up and ask uh, these, these bud tenders, what do they like? Which of these flavors are they going to sell more of? Um, and what, do they think might be a waste of time? Now, and I want to lead to this before we go to commercial break. Uh, oh, yeah. The education that these bud tenders might get, now, is there anything you've done? There's a lot of great educators out there, Carsters, Oaksterdam, Tricomb, Cannabis Trainers. <clears throat> I want to find out if you do anything in order to communicate with those educational places where they are certifying bud tenders and they're doing a lot of training. There's a lot of new information that you inject so it can be added into the curriculum that's being taught. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think that those those are obviously great courses, and, and they do provide a lot of value. But again, they're more in line with that pushing information mentality. Whereas mm -hmm. Best and Grow is uh, what you do with that information is what really matters. So, providing the the forums for bud tenders and brands to have a private place um, to kind of nurture and build those relationships is what we're all about. Um, and, and I definitely think that there's opportunity going forward to collaborate with uh, some of those more formal educators. Um, to create curriculum um, around our kind of unique methodology to to training and educating those frontline workforce. Wonderful. I so appreciate you pointing that out to us. Again, I'm here with Jacob Levin, the COO of Best in Grow, and we're going to go ahead and wrap up with final questions for Jacob here on Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. 
Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network. Founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are kicking off in Seattle, Portland, Las Vegas, Salt Lake City, and Phoenix in January. Register today using the promo code CANNABISRADIO20, all spelled in caps as one word, Cannabis Radio 20 to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities are available. Register today at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with final questions with the COO of Best in Grow, Jacob Levin, uh, thank you again, Jacob, for answering my questions, and I really do appreciate you being here on the program. So, uh, you and CEO Andrew Duffy founded Best and Grow in 2017 and got the company started by way you mentioned by the way of the Canopy Boulder Accelerator last week. By the way, um, you can also take a listen to the folks from Canopy Boulder. <clears throat> They're on a recent episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. So I would go ahead and mention to all of you to go ahead and take a look for that. Now, among that. You also were awarded Best Pitch at the ArcView Cannabis Investor Forum. That's great, kudos. Your software suite uh, was released in October to Colorado customers, but now you're undergoing a nationwide rollout from what I've read. Now, what do you say to those entrepreneurs that are looking to make their way into the industry? Some listeners might think that your pedigree and your experience because you were Harvard graduates made it easier for you to get your company off the ground. So do you think you might have had some leverage from your education from where you came from, your experience? Did it play any factor into the launch? You know, I think that our backgrounds um, and our professional and academic experience is certainly unique in the space. Um, For now, I think increasingly you're going to find a lot of folks uh, with Harvard and and finance backgrounds uh, entering cannabis and figuring out exciting and innovative ways that they can kind of contribute to the trajectory of the entire industry. Um, So I definitely think that it was certainly helpful. But I think at the end of the day, what resonated with our investors and certainly our customers um, is our is our real obsession with the problem that we're trying to solve. I think a lot of um, a lot of entrepreneurs start businesses um, and, and immediately fall in love with their solution. And oftentimes, those entrepreneurs can cannot be receptive to the feedback that they hear um, and and are not really uh, concerned with why customers aren't adopting the solution because they know it's great and they know everyone needs it. And I think that what 
what Andrew and I did um, early on when we were starting Best and Grow uh, was pretty unique in that we entered the space in the industry with totally open arms, open ears, open eyes. And, and we just spent months and months talking to as many people as possible and asking as many questions as possible and learning about how influential that bud tender was and how dispensaries did not have the management tools like scheduling and task management and just basic communication that they needed to manage those um, employees. And on the flip side of that, that brands didn't have the resources and tools that they needed to effectively build relationships with the people who represent their brand day in and day out. Um, so through that kind of iterative process, we built Best in Grow from the ground up. And from day one, we have been in love with the problem that we are trying to solve. And the product has certainly evolved so much. Uh, the feature sets have changed. Our value proposition have, has changed certainly significantly. Um, and we continue to iterate it on it every day, asking our customers what they like, what they don't like, what they would find value in, and, and what we can build for them that's gonna make their lives easier. Um, so I think that that would be my advice for any entrepreneur who's interested in cannabis or thinks that they have identified a problem that, that desperately needs a solution is to always start with the problem and work from there um, because the more receptive you can be to the people who are going to be giving you money for the problem that you're solving, um, the, the more success you're going to have. And uh, to, to always be um, you know, customer-centric, I think, is our vision for Best and Grow, um, as well as for the dispensaries that we're supporting. So, Jacob, you make the exact point that, let me quote from another entrepreneur, of wartime industrialist Henry Kaiser, he says, we only have to find a need and fill it. And that's exactly what Best and Grow does right here. That's what you did, bringing this company together, bringing it from the acceleration mode, and making a well-oiled machine right here, and making every cannabis dispensary a well-oiled machine with the kind of tools that you have available through bestandgrow.io. I've been looking through the website. Lots of information for retailers, brands, lots of resources, knowledge base. Absolutely go to the website, bestandgrow.io. Uh, any places that people should be looking at when they get to the website and any things they should know uh, that really stand out if a dispensary owner or a bud tender is talking to a dispensary owner saying, you know what, we need to get our hands on Best and Grow. Sure, yeah, there, there's a wealth of information on Best and Grow. That's a new website that we just launched that we're really excited about. Some really great stuff in the journal section, which is just kind of some weekly updates from myself and my co-founder, um, insights on trends that we're seeing in the industry and the space, um, as well as the knowledge base. We're, we're constantly updating that with templates and guides and um, just kind of valuable items that, that our folks in dispensaries and on the brand side are going to find a lot of value in. So there's a lot of great stuff there to check out. Um, but I would say just reach out to us um, directly. You can fill out the form there on the website or feel free to email me directly at jake at bestandgrow.io. Um, we can get in touch. We're always looking for additional brands to represent their products on the platform and obviously access the wide community of bud tenders both in Colorado and beyond that we have on the network and and like you mentioned before we're expanding nationwide right now so we're rolling out best and grow to dispensary networks both from one or two locations to 20 plus locations um, all over the country so I would definitely encourage you to reach out um, happy to offer uh, free onboarding and, and pilot programs because I believe so strongly in the platform and, and our customers as well can testify to the immense value it has brought their organization. Um, and we're just so excited to, to get it into the hands of, of every industry professional. And we're excited along with you. So glad to hear the nationwide rollout is already underway. So anybody that has a dispensary that's out there should definitely at least 
by all means, go ahead and go ahead and contact the folks at Best and Grow. Of course, reach out to Jake and learn more about it. So again, bestandgrow.io. Go to the website there and check it out for yourself. Now, folks, of course, like I said, so thankful for our new sponsors here uh, on Cannabis Radio and Blunt Business, the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. It is where we conserve rights through outreach, education, and research. We had thousands upon thousands of both of our shows in Miami and Phoenix this past year in 2018. We're going to be coming back to both of those locations. Our next event is August 3rd and 4th, 2019, Miami, Florida, at the downtown Miami Hyatt Regency Hotel. Great show, great venue, and lots of new people to go and meet. It's definitely a standout show that we're putting together. It's just growing year after year. And if you are interested in learning more about registering, you can definitely early bird registering. Registration is all going going right now. And, of course, if you're interested in being an exhibitor, a speaker, uh, you want to attend, by all means, Miami is a great time to come down here during the summer, and this is a great event to go and check out for yourselves. Go to usccexpo.com, usccexpo.com to learn more. And we'll tell you again, we'll, you'll learn more about what's going on with the USCC Expo here on future editions of Blunt Business. Meantime, we're going to do it for this episode. You can download past episodes, including this episode of Blunt Business, by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.